Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to this week's episode of Ringing the Blues, the official Wiccan Wanderers podcast. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction for the long trips to Exeter and Barnsley. We speak to Lee Harrison about a tricky transfer window for goalkeeping. Plus, we hear from Isaac Leckie, the Wiccan Wanderers rehab physio, on his journey with Nick Freeman back to goal scoring on the pitch. We'll also hear from Johnny King, the editor of the Wanderer fanzine, who's also the Southwest correspondent for Wanderers. TV. But first, let's head to Mexico City and catch up with our good friend Uri. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri, and here are the results for League One. Barnsley nil, Wickham Wanderers 3, Bolton Wanderers nil, Sheffield Wednesday 2, Burton Albion nil, Port Vale 2, Charlton Athletic 1, Cambridge United 1, Exeter City nil, Cheltenham Town 1, Fleetwood Town nil, Derby County nil, Forest Green Rovers nil, Plymouth Argyle 3, MK Dons 1, Accrington Stanley 1, Oxford United 1, Morecambe 1, Peterborough United 4, Lincoln City nil, Portsmouth 3, Bristol Rovers 1, Shrewsbury Town nil, Ipswich Town 3. Now for Cherboy Spanish this week, you know, Domgabe scored a great goal from a very, very long way out against Barnsley. So, Cherboy Spanish this week is lobbing the goalkeeper from 45 yards. Okay, so how do we translate to lob or to lob a ball? Well, we all love the ball, but this time it's written with a B, to lob. In Spanish, there is not a direct translation, but when a player does love the ball, we say the player pumps it. Pumps it, pumps it, pump, 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 until the ball goes softly in the air, like a balloon. <laughs> so, to love it is to pump, bombear, bomba, like a bump, <laughs> or like a bubble. So, goalkeeper, you know that one, goal, meta. Keeper, guardar. Guardameta, goalkeeper. 45, 45. Yards, yardas. Loving the goalkeeper from 45 yards. Bombeando al portero desde 45 yardas. Oh no, portero or guardameta. Loving the goalkeeper from 45 yards. Bombeando al guardameta desde 45 yardas. Congratulations, Dom Gabe. And back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpole. Until next week. To lob it is to pump. Thanks, Uri. I'll remember that one. Right then, on the road to Exeter. The heat wave was over, but were the chair boys' his defensive woes at set pieces? Here's what happened. Corner will be whipped in now. Right-footed in swinger. Decent delivery, and it's oh. off the post. Back in, and in. Goal from Harry Kite. The header came off. The head of Pierce Sweeney, the centre-back, hit the post, rebounded out, and Harry Kite smashed it home right foot into the bottom corner. Exeter City 1, Wicked Wanderers 0. 
Yeah, a bit unlucky, really. When it came off the post, we all just got, got caught ball watching and um, he reacted quickest. And so they patiently build from the back again. They go into Brown, left channel. Hartridge gets the ball back and they go back to Diabate again. He hangs all over the top looking for Jay. It bounces in the air, he's through. It's a very narrow angle. Morsel comes back in and it's cut in, it's there. And it's Archie Collins to double the lead for the Grecians. Matt Jay was found by a long ball from the back by Diabate in acres of space. He looked up and cut the ball back to Archie Collins, whose first time right-footed shot went into the side netting past Tyler Dickinson. Excellent finish, but Wickham can't open with ease. Exeter City 2, Wickham Wanderers 0. Yeah, that was, that was too easy, unfortunately. There was a appeal shot side, but I don't think he was. Matt Jay just seemed to be in acres of space, didn't he, from the ball from uh, Diabate. It was really patient build-up from Exeter because they'd come down this left channel on three or four occasions got blocked and then got back to the centre-back on each one and it was that third ball, the long ball, which did all the damage. A good tackle by Scoan, thunders through Jay, finds Morsen who hangs it over the top from McCleary again. Little nod down to Wheeler, Wheeler! Goes oh, oh, what a goal from David Wheeler! Alfie Morsen's ball from the back was perfect, McCleary's nod down was even better. And the icing on the cake, the left foot of David Wheeler past Jamal Blackman in front of those Wickham fans who are bouncing up and down. Exeter City 1, Wickham Wanderers, Exeter City 2, sorry, Wickham Wanderers 1. We're halfway to hear you sing, Johnny. Well, yeah, well there you go. <laughs> Every silver lining has a cloud, doesn't it? That was almost nonchalant the way you hit that. What a strike by David Wheeler. What a move by Wickham Wanderers. Brown with the corner, left-footed, in-swinger, goes deep to the back post, header comes in and scores! The Yang, free header at the back post, he fired a warning shot about 20 minutes ago, but Wickham have succumbed to it now, and it's Exeter 3, Wickham Wodgers 1, the Yang with the header. Well, there's certainly... This is the height of Tapazoli and Vokes at these corners, aren't they? Yeah, it, this defence at the moment is it, it, unrecognisable from what we were used to in, in, in recent seasons. It? It's, it's just such a surprise to see us so looking so ropey at set pieces because it's something we've always done so well on the range Yeah, not good enough. You know, um, unrecognisable first half um, and then second half. A bit better, but still conceding two corners is not Wickham Wanderers, you know, and, and uh, set pieces have become an issue. We've conceded four now in two games, and that's that's not good enough. We've got to make sure that we're we're solid if we're not going to be creating as much as we usually do, you know, with the likes of of the injuries we've got. Um, we've got to make sure we're solid at the back, and uh, and we weren't tonight, and that was a big thing, you know. Uh, you were clearly quite um, angry with the, the goals on Saturday. Two more tonight. Um, is it because it's an unsettled back line? Is that contributing to it? Perhaps, you know. Um, it's uh, it's a, a factor of, of a few things, you know. We've got players who are put in the team who aren't probably up to speed. But then I've got players out through injury, you know, Ryan's back, uh, Sam Volks, Brandon Hanlon, Curtis Thompson, Jason McCarthy, you know, David Wheeler almost missed the trip. You know, we've, we've got quite a quite an injury list there and, uh, and I think that we need 
we need to make sure we can play without these people, you know, and, uh, and we were unrecognisable first half, we really didn't get going and uh, once we started putting it more on them second half like, like we usually do, then uh, we looked a lot better, but still the, the corner, it's a free header at the back stick and, and you can't do that, you can't give those chances away, so, you know, we'll, we'll have to be working on set pieces very hard, you know, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I lost three league games in a row, it's maybe last season or, or even the season before, but it was a, it was a poor showing and... Uh, and I thought that, you know, Exeter deserved the win tonight, and uh, and that's tough to say because, you know, usually we turn up, we didn't really turn up that first half. What did you say at half-time? Because it was a much improved performance in that second half. I had, I had a few choice words with him, you know, and told them exactly what's got us success over the years, and and uh, and I think that you saw that def definite change of, of style in the second half, you know, and uh, and it was more like us, and the goal was fantastic, and you know, we created a few more chances at goal, but. Again, we, we looked we looked vulnerable from from set pieces. We we're giving silly fouls away. Um, like I say, one or two aren't up to speed yet, and it's it's part of the injury list we've got, the short pre-season we've had. Um, it'll come. I know that for sure. You know, I'm, I'm super positive that we'll be we'll be right up amongst it towards the end of the season. But we've got to get going, and uh, we haven't started yet. The boys are gutted in there, and I'm but I'm I'm you know I'm positive that we can get a, a result Saturday at Barnsley. Window still open as well ahead of yeah. that long trip. Any any action before then? Do you think? Yeah, we're hoping to. Yeah, we're hoping definitely to get a, a goalkeeper in uh, in the next couple of days. You know, obviously Tyler's done fantastic, but such a young kid. You know, he's uh, he's, he's he's gaining experience and, and just saying that. I mean, so is Jasper Patterson, Ali Hamadi, You know, uh, Damani Mel. They're, they're all they're all gaining experience. You know, in these games. So in a strange way. We are getting a lot out of these games because these boys are coming through. They're coming in first-team experiences. So believe me, that will pay off later on in the season. But it's just costing us the results as well. Not, not the young boys, everyone. It's just not gelling together at the moment. You know, Alfie's coming for his first start for nine months. You know, and, and so he's going to get better as well. So there's plenty of positives. But it's just now making sure we, we start getting some results on the board because obviously we don't want to be sat down in, uh, in the bottom side of the table. We have, we've been there before. We know what that's about. We need to... We need to make sure we start pulling away from that. But long season, you know, a long, long season to go in there. And I think we've, uh, we've got plenty of opportunities to get some results on the board in the next few weeks. But um, can't defend like we've defended tonight. That was poor. Alfie Mawson showed some real touches of class, especially bringing yeah. the ball out of defence. Was that a positive tonight? Absolutely. You know, he showed what we can do, you know. And I think once we get Alfie up to speed, again, he's going to be a super talent in this in this league. You know, Chris Farino still young, still learning his trade. You know, and that's, that's important for him to get minutes and, and fitness. And, you know, um, there's some players that really have come back from injury and are in the team. And, and it's like they're, they're doing me a favour. It's, it's tough, but... Uh, they're really not up to speed yet, and that's the state of the club at the moment. So once we get everyone fit, once we get everyone backfiring 100% where I know we can, I think we'll be a good force in this league. But um, we may have to go through one or two, you know, tough times, and uh, and tonight was definitely one of those. Tapazoli and Vokes will be the, the the fans' big miss, especially from the set piece goals conceded. Any yeah. hope for Saturday? Yeah, both. You know, um, we're, we're hoping that Taff, uh, Taff especially could, could be back for Saturday. You know, he's, I mean, he's, he's a hell of a player and. Uh, and having somebody six foot five in your defence, always from, from set pieces, is always a for and against is always a, is always great. I'm sure he'll be sat at home gutted that we've got beat because they want to they want to win no matter what. These boys, they're not they're not people going. Oh, I'm glad they lost. I wasn't in the team. We haven't got that anymore at Wickham. It is totally everyone for the cause. And uh, like I say, some bright sparks tonight. Some of the young boys getting on and, and getting more minutes under the belt. But um, we defended poorly at times, and I thought that. Uh, 
you know, first off, we weren't a Wickham team. It's the first time for a long time where I didn't recognise some of my players. But we'll put it right, and, uh, and I'm sure that we'll, uh, we'll be on the road, all jovial, ready to go to Barnsley, positive, looking forward to seeing what we can do against them. I think there'll be a new signing in before that game. Um, and that'll, that'll obviously inject a, a little bit of, uh, of something into the club. But, yeah, long trip home now, and we'll have to pick the bones out of that one quickly. But make sure on Saturday... We don't start sluggish like we did tonight. That was poor and I was, I was very disappointed, but I've got the lads back, they know that. You mentioned in pre-season that the, the post-Bayo era and, and characters like David Stockdale leaving left spaces for, for leaders to emerge and I, I guess runs like this will, will help that. You identify those or where you find out, gaps yeah. are to be filled. You find out who your leaders are now and, and who digs deep now. I've always said, you know, in successful times, you don't learn a great deal about your team. You learn a hell of a lot about people when things aren't going right. Um, I'm learning a lot about these boys. Believe me, they're devastated in there. They're gutted. They're gutted for the fans who made the trip. I know some were on holiday and came tonight. They're, they're gutted to lose a game. They're, they're very professional and uh, I'm proud of them, as always. But um, it hurts. But I know they've got my back and I've certainly got theirs. We'll keep everything in-house. We'll go again on Saturday. First half was just not good enough. Simple as that, I think, from, from everyone. Um, we were sloppy on the ball, we didn't press them well, we let them press us. They kind of outwickened us, as it were, I think, um, what we've done over the years to teams. I think we've um, we got caught a little bit today in whether we wanted to play out and, or, or go a bit, bit more direct, and I think probably going direct was the way forward today. Um, and hitting wheels, I thought he, he did really well at top. And um, it showed after half-time when we, we kind of changed things at half-time. It's just a bit disappointing with the goals as well, you know, it's four set pieces over, over two or three games that we've conceded and um, it's very not like us. But, you know, we're four games in, we've, we've you know, we're, we're doing things a little bit differently on the pitch um, with the way we're, we're trying to do things and um, sometimes it takes a little bit of time and, and I'm sure we'll get there. But, um, you know, I don't have the cliches, it's a long season, but we need to turn things around quickly. Um, we're not in the position we want to be in. Um, and yeah, as, as players, we need to need to work hard now and, and change that. What has changed with the, the set pieces? Wickham usually so um, watertight when it came to defending set pieces of late. What's changed this season? Not sure. It's just sometimes, sometimes just goals just just go in. And um, we had a spell last season where where teams were, were scoring a few set pieces against us, and, and we were working really hard to stop it. And, and eventually, we did. And I don't think we conceded then from set piece for the rest of the season. Or, or, close to that so um, we just need to work on it we just need to, to keep working at it make sure that we um, we're brave we, we put our head in where it hurts and and don't make it easy for, for teams to, to score tonight you know I hold my hands up as my man who scored the, um, the third goal and I've got to do better um, and yeah all over the the pitch last last couple of games there's, there's been a few instances where we, we've got to do better and um, yeah it's up to us now to, to turn that around. It's not unusual for teams that have taken to the playoff final and lost to have a slow start to the next season. Has that contributed here, maybe? No, because I think the I, I go back to seven, eight years ago when we lost to Southend and, and I think we were top after the first ten games of the season. We started off really well and then had a bit of a, a dip and finish in mid-table. So I'm hoping it's the other way around this time round that we, we've had a bit of a slow start. We had a, a less of a pre-season. That's probably why we've picked up a few more injuries. Um, we've got some key players 
to come back in as well that, that we're, we're missing at the minute. But um, a lot of the young lads have stepped up and done really well. And, and you know the squad is a lot better than it than it has been over the years. And it's no disrespect to what it was, but I think we're we're growing and we're evolving as a club. And um, so they've stepped up. Um, but like I said, we've got we've got some big big names, big players to come back in. I think that can that can add to the squad. Um, and you know I think we showed last season that when when we're fit and we're firing and we've got everyone playing playing well, then you know we're a match for anyone. A real positive tonight was Alfie Mawson, uh, a full game back at centre back. You remember him from his first spell. How was it seeing Alfie back out there? Really good. Like it must be great for all the Wickham fans to to, to see him. He's one of those, um, you know, he's only here for a season, but one of the heroes from from the last probably decade since I've been here that fans remember and and you know they hold him really highly. So um, it's great to have him back uh, alongside me. He talks very well. He's calm. He's composed. Um, look, it's going to be a bit of time before we probably see the best of him. But he, he showed glimpses tonight of, of why he's had the career he's had. And um, I think he said he just wants to, to get back playing and enjoying it. And I think if you can get Alfie Mawson, who's fit, who's happy, then you know you've probably got one of the best centre backs in the league, or even higher than that. So um, he's a big coup for us, and, and hopefully we can keep him fit, and, and he can be a huge asset for us. Barnsley on Saturday just come down from the Championship and another long away day, uh, but another time for you guys to, to gel on the bus a bit more and, and head up there on the Friday. Yeah, look, we, we prepare really well for these games. We, we came down yesterday, we, we did everything right. We, we had a, um, a lighter training session yesterday. So, you know, the gaffer and, and weights and all those stuff, they look after our, our legs and um, we do everything right and prepare, prepare right. And we'll do the same on, on Friday, traveling up to Barnsley. So it's up to us as players now to, to take what they kind of tell us onto the pitch and take responsibility and, and put on a performance that, that the players, the gaffer, the staff, the fans, the, the whole club kind of needs right now. And, and I think um, you know a win on Saturday will, will hopefully kickstart kick start our season. Well, the Grecians have made a decent start to life in League One, having been promoted last season. Here's what their fans thought after the game. Ant-Man. A League One masterclass from us. We just put the ball into the danger areas and tested Wickham, who at times looked all over the place at the back. And Jamal Blackman was brilliant for us when called upon. What a treat this game was. The home atmosphere really helped too. Ryan Greenaway. I'm honestly, genuinely impressed by this Exeter team at the moment. I thought this would be a tough match against a tough team after our tough loss at the weekend. But apart from a 15 to 20 minute spell, we absolutely bust them. Huh. Wickham are going to struggle with that defence mind. Thermo. What a great match to watch. We really managed the game well. And in the last 10 minutes, we looked the more likely side to score again. We were a really composed, comfortable team. Also nice to see Wheeler embracing several City players after the final whistle. He took his goal well and behaved with dignity. Was one of my favourite players when he was with us. Grecian in Guz. What a find we have in Jamal Blackman. Just like Cameron Dawson last season, he's so assured in his box and makes crucial saves at crucial times. Bridgie, 81. Fantastic performance by the whole team, with a special mention to Jack Sparks for his energy on the left. A 
fairly well-deserved three points against a team that so often has been our nemesis in recent times. Apart from a brief spell in the second half, we made them look very ordinary tonight. Plus, the best bit of all was our game management in the inexplicable seven added minutes at the end. We didn't give them a sniff during that time. In fact, we've comprehensively outwickened Wickham. Great night. Brecian Harris. It's the first time for a long time I've seen a Wickham side look beaten. After Dean's goal, their heads dropped and it was all over. There was none of the fight and aggravation you would normally expect from them. Ramon. A good game against a team that never changes their tactics. Wickham will always resort to the dark arts when getting outplayed. <laughs> never mind. It's only three hours on the M5 and M4 for them to think about it. Grecian Max. Wickham, in my opinion, are a better side than Lincoln and Cambridge, but are struggling because they didn't secure Nathan Bishop and are having to play a keeper who looked conference standard at best. Going forward, they looked like they had more about them to begin with, but we really did grow into the game. Rosencrantz. Second half, Wickham came out and played much more direct and up the physicality and intensity, cutting out the midfield. We got the third goal at a great time. <laughs> I'm guessing leaving Timmy unmarked at the far post <laughs> from a corner wasn't in England's game plan. City were predominantly on top from then on, but Jamal still had a couple of smart saves to make. The one from the far post header, when he had to dive back from whence he came, was Wickham's last throw of the dice. From then on, they looked a beaten side which is very unusual for them. Anthony Moxie. A thoroughly entertaining evening at the park. Four good goals and a bunch of handsome performances. From Jamal's crazy dragbacks to Sam's supreme speed and power, we were good simply everywhere. So were Wickham, actually, who made it an enjoyable game by trying to attack. I'm not sure how they would have played uh, if they'd have scored first, but it was a refreshing change from them compared to what we're used to. A word for the fans, too. A whopping near 7,000 crowd, including a sizable chunk from Wickham. As football nights go, it really doesn't get much better than what we saw tonight. So, a tough night then at St James's Park. On the co-coms that night was Johnny King, the editor of the excellent Wanderer fanzine, or as we like to call him, Ginny Kong, after his unfortunate typo back at Plymouth all those years ago. I spoke to Ginny after the game to find out a bit more about fanzine culture and finished off our chat with a couple of questions you'd expect to see in his interviews. Uh, Johnny King, uh, Southwest correspondent for Wanderers TV and, uh, well, more importantly, the editor of the finest Wickham Wanderers fanzine on the market currently, The Wanderer. Uh, here we are next, Steve, just on the commentary. Uh, we'll talk about the game briefly. Uh, how did you feel out the game went? Yeah, it's disappointing, but again, I don't think Wickham played that, that badly, um, but just conceded a couple of disappointing goals. Um, two great saves by Blackman as well could have been a bit different if they'd gone in, but... Uh, there's, there's positives and, you know, a couple of signings and uh, I think we can still have a good season. 
Uh, let's talk about the fanzine then, because uh, a lot of fans uh, bemoan the lack of the programme, but the, uh, the fanzine continues. Yeah, still clinging on by fingernails. Um, and yeah, we can sort of fill that hole, hopefully, for people. Uh, the, the issue one of the season came out on the open day of the season. Uh, bar the interview with me, I thought it was a very uh, uh, excellent in, uh, edition. Uh, how many copies are you selling? Um, I think we've got a few hundred on sale, so um, there, there should be plenty enough to go around. Um, but we're always looking to, to sell out, so uh, anyone wants to come and pick one up who's not picked one up before, then uh, yeah, come and grab one. Come and steal one. If they're quite small, we might not notice. Uh, and you are located just outside the gates of Adams Park, so if, if people get out of their car in the, in the world-famous car park, they just have to walk, walk out of Adams Park, past Linda's Burger Van, and you're down on the right-hand side, right? Yeah, you can't miss our, our wobbly table, the whisk table. Come and, uh, come and say hello. And more importantly, people can contribute to the fans. You can't know if you've any budding writers out there or, or people who've got some funny angles or even some serious angles as well. You, you welcome uh, contributions? Absolutely, yeah. Anyone who wants to, to write something, um, it's open to anyone. So uh, there's uh, contact information on Twitter and uh, in the back of the fanzine. You can send anything in and as long as it's not horrendous, we'll print it. And uh, fanzine culture, it's sort of renowned across the English game. Uh, why is it so important to keep fanzines going? I uh, just think it's it's that link between fans and clubs. It's it, it's it's a sporting tradition, it's a football tradition, and it's it's so important that there's so much more content now with podcasts and websites and Twitter. And but there's there's something kind of sacrosanct about having printed fanzines, and and that anyone can can give their opinion and 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 let their voice be heard. And I I, I really hope you know the wonders has been going for since 1995, and I hope it will continue to keep going for a, another many many decades to come. Uh, you seem like a pretty busy man when I follow you on Twitter. And uh, how do you find the time to edit uh, a magazine that comes out on a fairly regular basis? Uh, the secret is to stop until about 6am on the day it's got to go to the printers, just working through the night in a blind panic, crying, wishing you'd never taken it on, and then sending it off at 7. And in true wonder style, Johnny, uh, uh, what's your spirit animal? Oh, that's a good question. I would say a monkey, but as we've established tonight, I'm quite scared of heights, so I'd have to be a monkey, but with no arms and legs, so I probably wouldn't last very long because I couldn't climb any trees. And have you ever been attracted to a cartoon character? Uh, yes, the Little Mermaid, which is why I have a thing for redheads and also fish. Well, enjoy your journey back to uh, Plymouth. Well, actually, we should talk about that. You live in Plymouth? Yeah, that's very, very distressing for me. Um, yeah, moved there, moved there last year, so I'm just kind of trying to deal with it. Do you enjoy a Friday night out with your Wickham shirt on? I don't enjoy a Friday night in Plymouth, whatever I'm wearing, to be honest. But, um, yeah, there's no chair museum down here, unfortunately. Well, safe journey back. Thanks very much, Phil. Cheers. Cheers, Johnny. He'll return later in the season for our trip to Plymouth. Right, it's fair to say that Wickham Wanderers have had a tricky transfer window when it comes to goalkeeping. I spoke to goalkeeping coach Lee Harrison to get the lowdown. Yeah, look, Dave Stockdale, we offered him a contract um, after the end of the season. Um, he was all set to sign it, but Sheffield Wednesday in that meantime came to him. And it was a tough one with Dave because he lives in Leeds. Um, so the pull of obviously being back with his family was a, was a big tie for him and, and unfortunately we lost him, um, which is a big loss for us. A huge loss, but also, you know, a lot of great work went into him as well because he's talked about getting the love of the game back here. Yeah, when I came in, I knew Dave from a really young age and playing against him and loved him as a character. Came in and he'd really lost his love for the game and, and questioned whether he should play anymore. So we managed to get him going, got him alone to Stephen, he's got him playing and, and listen, the rest is history then. He, he had, you know, a great year and a half with us and it's nice to see him still playing and enjoying it, but hopefully he won't be enjoying it too much when we get up to Sheffield. 
Absolutely. As a coach, I mean, he must take great pride in the fact you've done that to a player in the autumn of his career that reignited the love and, and got him playing Golden Glove style uh, League One football. But when they leave, it must be hard for you because they must be like your kids almost. He's <laughs> a big kid, I know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's great. Look, you always want to leave people in a better place than when you found them. And, and look, we definitely have done that with Stocko as a club, fans, everything. We've done, you know, they should be proud of what they've done for him. But the goalkeeping department, so we needed a senior keeper, but we've got keepers here already and working on those. So talk us through the last well, month or so, really, with, with the keepers, because Tyler's got that experience now as well. Look, I think it's common knowledge we, we had one in place um, right up until the, the first day of the season where we had him in with us training all week um, and had no reason to believe that wasn't the case. Um, obviously, things happened, so we had to sort of go into overdrive to try and find the right one. Um, and I didn't just, you know, with the, the gaffer, we didn't just want to bring someone in. You know, there was names out there we tried for. Um, and, you know, Tyler's done a, a decent job. Tough for a young kid, and we, re we realised that. Um, but luckily enough, we found Max. Um, we've done a lot of looking at stuff, footage, speaking to people. Um, and it's taken a little bit of time to get over the line, but we've got there. And going back to Tyler and Josh as well, the other young keeper here, um, obviously there's only so much first-team opportunities available, but obviously a year of training as well. What's the development goals for those kids now? Listen, Tyler, Tyler, obviously the goal wasn't for Tyler to step into the first game of the season. We know that. It happened. I could have brought an emergency loan in on the first day. We didn't want to do that. We didn't just want to throw anyone in who didn't know the way we played, and, and we got through that one. We've managed just about to get through these games, and Tyler will learn from that. But now for him is to to take a step back, come in for the Papa John's games and grow again, and you know we'll build him back up and do that. Josh has come in as the younger one, and wanted a younger one to come in underneath it all, who's had men's football 17 years old. So now it's for him to see how we work for a little bit, and hopefully the loan game, which done well for Tyler, is, is the, the goal for Josh this year. You've got a long history, not just at Wickham Wanderers, but South End and other clubs you've been at as well, of working and developing young keepers. Is, is that that strategy now of getting that in place and, and bringing them through? Yeah, I mean, look, Matt Ingram was great because he, he just came out of the academy here when the club had an academy and, and getting him through was a, you know, a great, great thing for the club. What's tough here is we don't have an academy, so we don't have them at 15, 16 to bring that in. Um, South End I did, um, so I had Bentley, Ted Smith, Nathan Bishop, so it was like that little production line coming along and the idea gradually is to do that, you know, and try and get them at a younger age into the club where we can develop them for a couple of years, then bring them through to the first team. So look, we brought Max in now at an age of 25, 26, I think he's just turned 26, so hopefully now we have those young ones have that little bit of time underneath him to, to grow and we'll see where it goes. Game time is the big learning curve and Tyler's got five games now that he's got, he's got under his belt. Uh, what would he have learned in those, mostly from, he'll from a lot. Point he'll learn a lot. He'll learn the highs of the first game where he thinks it's probably all easy. <laughs> um, to, all right, it didn't go well for us as a team, not, not him, but as a team at Bolton. Uh, and then to be fair, he came back at Northampton and I thought he was excellent. And people who went would say he was excellent. And then he's had two, two tough games again, one where he didn't have a lot to do at at Shrewsbury, where we should win a game, and we didn't. Um, and then another tough out in Exeter. So, time's probably right for him to step back out of it, Max to come through and in, and it'll be a good time for him to sit there, look at it, and go, right, what could I do better? What do I need to do next? Because sometimes you don't find out what you can and can't do 
until you've been in there. Great insight there from Lee on the goalkeeping department at Wickham Wanderers. Right then, back on the road to South Yorkshire. Wickham on the back of three consecutive league defeats are heading to Oakwell to take on a Barnsley side that haven't lost at home in League One since 2016. Toby Lodge joined us on comms. Here's what happened. Ball into the box. Wheeler's on side. He lays it down to McCleary. Cushions it back to Mometi. Mometi, can he get a shot away? He can! And scores! And it's Mometi with a rocket. I thought he'd missed his chance to shoot. He just wanted to engineer a better position. He bought a yard and then left-footed, fires it past Brad Collins into the top corner. Wonderful strike for Anis for his second goal of the season. Barnsley nil, Wickham Wanderers won. Magnificent, majestic. Anis Mometi, you deserve all the praise that you can get for that. Just, you know, a little bit of pinball was going on between the two sides. Wickham just passing around the quick passes between them and McCleary teeing up Anis. He skips past one onto his weaker left foot and fires it into the far top corner from just inside the box. Wickham with a lead with really the first probably shot of the game. Gabe goes for goal, the keeper's off his line, Dominic Gabe scores! Oh my goodness! Dominic Gabe from a full 50 yards, catches Brad Collins off his line, chipped it perfectly, a little bit of backspin, it may have kissed the crossbar on the way in, and Collins rolled into the net in an ugly mess. Barnsley nil, Wicker Wanderers 2. Dominic Gabe, that is glorious. A chip from, well, as you said, well on 50 yards, sees the goalkeeper off his line and... I thought that he was maybe trying to clip a ball over to, to Gareth McCleary at first when he played that one. No, chips his man from near on the halfway line. That is as good of a goal as I imagine we are going to see in a Wickham shirt this season. But there's been some good ones already so far. It's a 2-0 lead that Wickham thoroughly deserve. The fans are absolutely bouncing the away end. Flicked on by Scoan. Wink tussling with Benson, but Scoan takes over again. Oh, that's a lovely ball by Scone into Al Hamadi. Now Wing, edge of the penalty area. Wing, twisting and turning. Feeds it to Freeman! Oh, what a goal by Nick Freeman! Have some of that! Fantastic from the midfielder. Wing with the assist. And Nick Freeman, back from a long-term injury. Superb strike. And Wickham Wanderers lead here at Oakwell 3-0. Absolutely ferocious from Freeman. That just going ball to tee up Ali Alhamidi down the wing was just superb. He's been absolutely phenomenal today. Alhamidi gives it into Wink, who shows neat footwork, tees it off for Nick Freeman, who does the rest just outside the box on his stronger right foot, fires it into the far left corner, the top corner, may I add. And yeah, Nick Freeman, he is well and truly back, and he will be absolutely delighted. And I'm sure there'll be no more popular goal scorer today than Nick Freeman in that dressing room. I think about two and a half thousand people in Barnes have just realised they left their car unlocked because they're all leaving for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I think we've missed the fire drill here, Phil. Delighted, absolutely delighted, Phil, you know. Delighted for the fans because they made the trip. They never stopped singing. They outsung Oakwell today. They were fantastic. They really were. So thank you so much for that. Delighted for the players because they... They, uh, they've been through the mill, you know, so far this season a little bit, you know, we've had a lot of injuries. Uh, I've still got seven and <laughs> probably six key members of the squad, you know, who you think, right, this, this, is, uh, this is tough. And I was speaking to Michael Duff before the game, I told him, no Vokes, no Tafazoli, no Hanlon, you know, Damani Miller picked something up on Tuesday. So, you know, we are still a Kai Kai, you know, congratulations on a baby in midweek, but still injured. And, and it, so we're still short of numbers, but... We made a point on after the Exeter game to 
to sort of go back a little bit basics to what we are, how well we can do things and my philosophy, my style and uh, we worked on it hard. I got them in Thursday afternoon, I got them in Friday a lot of the day and um, do you know what, they've, they've absolutely blown me away with the performance today. They really have, you know, some of the, some of the tackles, some of the headers, some of the running stats. And let's talk about the goals. Wow. Um, <laughs> a team that historically just scores set pieces or scabby goals, you know. Have a look at that because there's three absolutely brilliant strikes there. And uh, and Nick Freeman, I think uh, I've just been told it's the anniversary of his cruciate injury tomorrow. What a way to what a way to get through that year, you know. He's been nothing but brilliant in the gym. Um, his rehab, the physios will be so proud of him today because that's a, that's a brilliant goal. It's probably the third best goal out of him, <laughs> which is ridiculous because so well he'll say that his analysis are uh, very very similar. But Dominic Gate, you know, who thought that would happen and. Uh, it's a, it's a brilliant finish from, from far out. But it's not three worldy goals that have won the game. We could have had more, you know, and I think we really put it on a tough Barnsley side who just come down from the championship who have fancied to be there and thereabouts. Um, couldn't be happier today. And uh, I just want to say a thank you to the Kiriks because I've had text messages and emails from them throughout this little run. I haven't lost three games in a row for I don't know how long, but I've had text messages and emails backing me understanding where we are with the injuries and, uh, and understanding that you know the uh, the club is where it is they've just given me nothing but support and uh, you know not a lot of managers can probably say the same but I've got brilliant owners and uh, and that's for them as well uh, three fantastic goals but a clean sheet as well with uh, the recent woes at set pieces that must delight you almost as much as yeah. scoring for 50 yards well, the boys they were in for an hour doing set pieces on Thursday defending and uh, I've not been happy with them at all and, and they knew that and I don't think they fancy a Thursday afternoon like that again so um, you've got to do these things you know you, you must do because sometimes we care for the players and we're thinking right can they go out and train they've had so many games and I said to the medical staff and the sports science staff like they're coming out this, this Thursday afternoon because we have to work on these we must get better at these Max had come in that day so he was able to then find out what we're about um, and I think he had a fantastic debut as well you know I think uh, as I said before the game, um, we, had a, we had a big club. It didn't happen. I was really disappointed with the way that went. But I think, you know, that, that has turned in our favour fate-wise because we've, we've landed on, uh, I think, an unknown. I think he's a, he's a fantastic talent. I think he's got plenty to learn and plenty to work on. But, um, you know, saving the first half was brilliant, set the tone for the game. And I think there was just felt a, a sense of security around the back there. And uh, I don't know how long they would have played. I'm not sure they'd have scored today because we we look solid, we look energetic, we look warriors today. And uh, I can't say that for every game, but the, lad, the lads have set their standard now. They know where they are. Just wish the Shrewsbury game had gone the right way because I think we'd, we'd be sat with a, a nice talent now. But we're going to have to go on uh, and win next Saturday against Charlton. A lot of people looked at the injury record of Alfie Morton when he returned, but that's Tuesday, Saturday. Uh, 90 plus minutes now on both of those games, and, uh, and he, he was really rolling the clock back to those that early Wickham spell, wasn't he? General, some certain players fit certain clubs at certain times, and if Alfie can produce what he's produced through his career for us now, we've got one hell of a player. Chris Farina again, coming on leaps and bounds, game after game, you know, um, learning all the time. Um, no, really, really proud. And two ex Barnsley players there, I think Alfie and, and Josh, and Jason McCarthy making a cameo at the end there. Um, 
I think they've shown why they've played at a high level and why Alfie was connected with England at one time and why Josh Scone has played so many championship level games. I thought they were outstanding, but everyone today played a real big part. Even JJ and Daryl Horry in a sports yesterday, leaving them out of the team from Tuesday, all they wanted was a win. And that's something special at a football club because often you get team players who are out of the team thinking, oh, I don't want it to go too well because I, I want my team, my place back. Not here. It's, uh, it's a brilliant place. Like I say, I'm not going to carry it away. It's a, it's a, it's a win. But um, I saw things today that I recognised and I've recognised for years at Wickham Wanderers and uh, I'm sure the, the fans were the same. Not so much the goals, they can keep coming those, but um, the performance, the energy, the resilience, the togetherness and uh, hopefully we can kick on with this now. You touched upon it earlier, but Nick Freeman obviously put a huge amount of grit and determination and resolve to come back, but you mentioned the, the medical support around that as well and I think a big shout to those guys for getting Nick in, the, in what looks to be the form of his career. Absolutely, I think he's come back a stronger player than he was um, and it's strange how things happen sometimes, but I think the medical staff have worked their socks off. You know, Kian, Ali and Isaac, I think especially, has worked really closely with Nick and, uh, and he's come back fantastically well. Um, Dave Wakes, Ben Sayers did all the loading, he's fit and what a goal. I mean, what a fantastic moment for him. Um, and, what, and again, I mentioned to the owners because when he did his cruise shit last year, I said to Rob, I said, look, I think it, it would say a lot if we give him another year because he was going to be out of contract and I believed in the medical staff, I believed in Nick and more importantly, Rob believed in me. Uh, and these moments, they'll come back and pay you. And, uh, and today is a special day for Nick. Really, really pleased for him. And uh, I'm sure he'll be, uh, he'll be watching his goal tonight on TV. Well, enjoy the M1 on the way home. <laughs> it's going to be a better journey than the other night, believe me. Dom, a 3-0 win on the road, but we have to talk first and foremost about your goal. Uh, 50 yards out? <laughs> something like that. Not what to say, really. We've been doing our analysis. Um, something that's been picked up on. The keeper has a high line, and, and that's along with their defensive line, so they can be nice and aggressive. And, yeah, I had a little look just before Geordie took the throw in, and I thought, if this sits to me, I'm going to have a go. And hey-ho, luckily, Will's just set it up for me nicely, and I thought, tried my luck, and thankfully it's hit the net. It's something you probably do at the training ground a hundred times, maybe during the week, without any real implications on it. But as it came to you, you said you already thought it out and you had the plan, but the execution of it was absolutely bang on. Yeah, it was perfect, wasn't it? Um, it couldn't have hit any nicer, nicer sorry. Um, one of those ones where just concentrated on technique, um, felt like a good connection, I thought I've got a chance here. Um, and then seeing the keeper scrambling, I thought, yeah, it has got a chance. And uh, yeah, it hit the net and, you know, more importantly of the goal, the fact that that went to 2-0, you know, which was at 1-0, we're still, we're still very vulnerable. So to go to 2-0 at a crucial stage in the game, um, I thought we'd come out of the second half and we're on the ascendancy. So the goal just backed up what the boys and what we'd done and sort of cemented our lead. So that was the, the most pleasing thing. Interesting that you said that you knew that the circumstance might come about, so you were already thinking about that. So the assist for the analysts and the coaching staff, maybe? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we're a, a smooth operating machine when we're, when we're going well and they give us the information and whether you want to take that on board or not, like, I might have tried, it might, it might not have been on. Um, but yeah, they definitely give us the information. It's an idea. It, it's given out regularly throughout the season, um, but I just had a look and I just felt, yeah, I'm going to go for this if, it's, if it comes and, and today was meant to be, obviously. Three fantastic goals, but the clean sheet, very important for this side, given the goals that have been conceded of late. Yeah, we're really disappointed as a, as a team um, about the goals we've been conceding. Um, too many set pieces, um, 
we're, we're not afraid to admit that. Um, we've, we've done extra work, we've stayed out, we've been going through set pieces, you know, we've been stripping it back. Um, and, and today, you know, the boys defended them with a real desire. And that's what we need, that's what we need. We haven't started the way we wanted to, um, but as a mark have been put down now, and there's standards for everyone to hit going forward into the next game and into the next game. And we need to, to take the standards we set today and, and carry them throughout the season. Felt like a very wicked performance away from home. That I could sense the crowd around the commentary position getting frustrated. And in the second half, that frustration seeped onto the pitch, didn't it, with their players? Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of for the first half an hour, we butted heads. Um, it, was, it was a little bit cagey. And then Anis scored a fantastic goal. And we've shown that we can hurt teams on the counter attack. And when we've got these players in the team, we can. And we showed that. And then I, thought, I felt we finished the, second, the first half the stronger. And we've come out and we've started the second half exactly how we finished the first half. We're, we're a dangerous team on the counter. We've got some real good players. Um, different way of playing as well. GMAC played up front. So big pitch today. We worked the channels. I thought GMAC was tremendous. Um, and not just GMAC leading the line. I thought everyone today to a man was, was, was really, really, really good. So it was pleasing for us. Yeah, a great team performance. But a special shout out to Max Striek and Gold. Just joined the club on Thursday. Uh, so we've not, not had a huge amount of time to get to know the boys. Maybe a, a long coach trip can help with that. But a dream debut for him as well with an important save early on. Yeah, Max was fantastic. Um, today, a couple of days in training, I've only seen a little, a little snippet of it. But he's come in, he's done very, very well in training. He was superb today. So a credit to him and his mentality coming in. You know, it takes a lot of self-belief to come into a team and put on a performance like that. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Um, could prove to be a, a very, very good signing. You're not known for your goal scoring, Don, but it's early on in this season. Are you adding a few more, do you reckon? Um, not known for my goal scoring, but I love winning. So if I don't score and we win, I don't care. If I score and we win, we, uh, that's, that's, all that, that's all that matters to me. Um, we need to win. We need to get this football club up the other end of the league. Uh, I'll give my everything for the team and whatever that results, or results in, whatever the gaffer wants me to do, then I'll give my everything to do that. Nick, wow, what a goal to announce yourself back in the goal-scoring charts. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't know what to say. I don't even know how to celebrate. It just comes so quick, obviously. Good finish, top corner, but it just, it just meant so much to me. I think Seth just reminded me, tomorrow was uh, basically a year since I had my injury, so couldn't have come at a better time. And, yeah, I'm just so grateful for the support and everything along the way, and it meant a lot to me today. A year of graft, yeah. hard work, dark times, you know, it, the, the emotion of when the ball hit the back of the net, what was going through your yeah, mind? Yeah, it, it was very emotional. Like you said, the dark times, the graft, the last nine months, and just to get to this point to get my first goal since two, three years, I think, um, yeah, it, it did mean a lot to me. Like I said, I didn't know what to do or say or how to celebrate. It just, yeah, I was, I was mind, mind blown. Uh, and we've got to mention the medical team that have helped you out yeah. here because we've seen how hard you've been working at the gym throughout the injury, the milestones, the first day back out on the grass, etc. But the team around you have put a lot of work in too. Yeah, Isaac, Kean, Ali, all the physios um, been top, top draw, especially Isaac. He's been with me every single step of the way. I was torn between running to him or you for that celebration, but I just <laughs> I, I didn't want to upset anyone. <laughs> but yeah, they've been top, top draw. They've been with me through every single step and helped me and, and made me feel secure about everything that was going on and can't be more grateful. And also that, that year contract extension as well, going in into that knowing that the club would have given that to you as an injured player, how much of a help was that? Yeah, that's unbelievable from the gaffer and above. Uh, I can't thank him enough for that, I'll never forget that. 
Um, I believe everything happens for a reason and that's where I am, where I am still at Wickham now and I'm so, so thankful for that because who knows what would have happened if I didn't get that extra year on my contract. Well, let's talk about the game. A 3-0 away victory at Barnsley, a team who really pride themselves at this level on their home performances and results. But Wickham have been struggling of late in the league, and that's a great result. Yeah, well, after Tuesday Exeter, that was kind of three wins, there were three losses in a row, and Gaffer just went back to the drawing board and said, let's go back to being Wickham, let's go back to being nasty, uh, playing in their half, playing forward, and that's what we've done most of the game. And when it opened up, the quality showed three obviously really good goals um, and we were looked we looked more like Wickham today it's proper solid performance don't think they really look like scoring much as well which shows that defence being solid like we've always been the past few years as well it just looked proper Wickham today uh, you scored a goal a fantastic goal on a day of fantastic goals so yeah. I think normally your goal would probably be goal of the day but Dominic Gabe was it 50 yards yeah I'll say Gabe is just probably the best he's out of nowhere just dinked the keeper for nah this ain't going in it's just <laughs> hit the back of the net <laughs> He probably couldn't have believed it, but it was it was on a lot. I, I had one I could have done as well, but I didn't get my head up quick enough. Um, yeah, three three terrific goals. I'll probably say mine was second. I'll let Anis's take the third spot. <laughs> I was going to say Anis's goal was yeah, pretty that was brilliant as well. Good feet and then great left foot. But the link-up play between the front three because without Sam Bokes, we're having to play a bit differently in the final third, aren't we? Yeah, we had uh, we had a few options. We had Anis getting one v one. We had um, Gareth McCleary uh, running down the channel with his pace, and we had um, obviously David Wheeler, a massive threat in the air. We had three very versatile uh, forwards that could interchange and it worked a treat today they were brilliant and the uh, cup game on Wednesday night uh, back at Adams Park as well and then Charlton so this this is a real springboard I feel yeah I think it came at a perfect time we obviously got uh, Wednesday good game trying to get to the third round lots of uh, lots of lads trying to get some minutes and that would be a, probably a strong team and then we've got Charlton who are obviously doing really well at the minute that would be a good test on the next Saturday hopefully a good home crowd uh, so yeah we're all excited really uh, the gaffer said you've come back a stronger player and uh, after this injury as well, but it's always that experience of the commentary box for, yeah. <laughs> for you know for a good seven months as well. Of course, has that had any contribution to your excellent? Oh, form? of course, it's made me stronger, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. That got that that as well got me through my injury a lot. So I have to appreciate yourself, Phil, for that. Well, I did talk you through how to score a goal from outside yeah. the penalty area a few times. <laughs> but Nick, it's been fantastic yeah, to see no, that journey and be here today for that goal. Safe journey home. Yeah, thank you, and you guys. Apologies for the lawnmowers there, but, you know, work has to be done after the final whistle. Great to chat to Dom Gape, the Wickham skipper, and also Nick Freeman. Both have had a tough time of injury of late. Uh, so to cover that off at the end of this podcast, we talked to the rehab physio, Isaac Leckie, about how he worked with Nick Freeman to get him back to goal-scoring ways on the pitch. But first, those Barnsley fans, well, you could hear on the commentary, they weren't too happy. Here's the opposition view, part two. Tactical masterstroke. A 3-0 defeat at home to Wickham Wanderers has got to be one of the top 10 most embarrassing results of the last 30 years. Am I right? Animal Little 3. We were comprehensively outplayed by a much better and more organised team. Especially in second half. Everybody knows what you get when we're facing Wickham. There's now new or surprising with Ainsworth tactics and the way he sets up. Yet, we look like rabbits caught in the headlights. Exactly what did we expect? Wickham to simply let us play? The longer the game went on, the worse we got. A shambles of last season's proportions. Jammo. The fact that the Gareth Ainsworth side can be so much better than us 
speaks volumes as to how far back our owners have taken us. Jay. Colin shouldn't have been beaten from that range for second goal. The execution was perfect, an amazing bit of skill, but Colin should still have saved it. I don't think any keeper in world could have got there first and third. I've, I've no idea how Wickham didn't get five rather than just the three. And they played some football today that we are simply not capable of, as we don't have the skill in our squad. To put it into perspective, that team that just schooled us and made us look daft had lost the previous three. Attack. I was reasonably encouraged by the first half, but what on earth was said at half-time to produce the second half display? Credit to Wickham for having a game plan, superb energy and getting in people's faces and some great finishing. But really... We just let them do it to us. Barnsley, 66. I left the match early. 3-0 was enough. We were given a spanking today by a team that we really should expect to beat. Their keeper pulled off two good saves, but in truth, he was hardly troubled at all after that. Sopworth Camel. We can have better players than us front to back. I have a question, though. How do they sign players like Mawson and Scowan on crowds half the size of ours? Mav. I thought Wickham were a good side, took the goals well and stopped us creating anything. Classic away performance from them, executed well, with one or two really tasty finishes. We, on the other hand, made it easy for them. I can put up with players not being good enough, but I can't do with them not trying. Some of our team looked at least a yard off the pace today. Red, 24-7. Unless we buy some drive-the-ball-forward midfield players like Wickham's, we are going nowhere fast. The Wickham midfield lads were strong and quick to drive forward. <laughs> the last time we had a player like that, it was Scowan. Naughty yellow. Wickham were pretty good, to be honest. Their midfield ran and scrapped so hard. They were the first to every loose ball and closed down Thomas and Benson really quickly every time they got the ball. Classic scouring, really. Playoffs to Wickham, I reckon. Sam, BFC 86. Hmm, not our day today. Wickham gave 100% and outplayed us. I were well impressed with their goalkeeper. What a game he had. So, as mentioned earlier, the road back to fitness for Nick Freeman was a very long one. I spoke to Wickham Wanderers rehab physio Isaac Leckie after the game at Oakwell to get some insight into the journey. Isaac, Nick Freeman, almost a year to the day since that cruciate ligament injury. You've worked with him throughout. I've seen you working so hard with him in the gym. Uh, What did you feel like when that ball hit the back of the net when Nick scored? Yeah, obviously, really, really thrilled for him. Um, Obviously, I've seen the work that he's put in to get to this point. So, yeah, just a bit of relief. And then, apart from that, just just really happy for him. And talk to me about that hard work, because it's fans don't get to see this. They see a player go off injured. They don't get to see him again until they play in the first team. That work is it's a long road, isn't it? Yeah, they're really, really long days, long weeks. Um, so he gets in the building. He's working from 9 o'clock pretty much all the way through till 4 o'clock. So it's probably the only time that, that a, a footballer does a, does a full day's work. And it's a lonely world, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. Um, the setup we've got at Wickham, obviously, you know, the gym is kind of the hub of the building, which makes it nice because the, the injured lads get to, get to spend a lot of the time with the other lads as well. And to be fair, there's obviously an environment here when, when someone's injured, everyone gets around them and makes sure that they're, they're OK. And what about the mental side of it? Because there must be times on that journey where the player might lose the belief even. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's definitely highs and lows throughout, throughout the rehab process. Um, really lucky with Nick. He's a really positive person um, and he's got a really good sense of humour. So we had fun along the way. But of course, there is some dark times. It can be very repetitive. Um, but yeah, Nick was brilliant. He, um, he always maintained a sense of humour throughout it, even though at times it obviously was quite monotonous and, and boring. You must have spent a hell of a lot of time with him. Yeah, got to, obviously got to know Nick a lot better. Um, before that, he wasn't one that, that took too much time. Obviously, he's got a really good injury history. Um, so, yeah, through those nine months, got to spend a lot of time with Nick and got to know him really well. Did you feel a sense of pride when he scored? I mean, he's been playing really well up to this point as well. Yeah, just, just happy to see him out there and, and performing and, you know, getting in the squads. Um, there's always a worry after a big injury like that, are they going to come back to their full potential? Uh, um, so, yeah, it's just great to see him performing well. And obviously, the goal is just, just extra special for him. And what are the key, key points of the journey, the, the operations that fix the knee? And then what are the key points from there? Yeah, so obviously you've got the post-operative phase, which is, is kind of just letting the knee settle down um, after, after the surgeon's gone in there and had, had a play around and, and fixed all the things that need to be fixed. Um, and then you've kind of got, got the gym-heavy phase uh, where it can be re- quite repetitive and you're just lo- looking to build strength. And then the final part of that is getting them back outside. But obviously each, each of those phases can be, you know, it kind of comes towards nine months in the end. And I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. I bet you hope you don't have to spend too much time with him in the future. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, every game that goes along now, um, it's, it's another tick box. So I guess the next step for him will be getting that, getting that start and, and playing 90 minutes. Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to Isaac Leckie, Lee Harrison, Nick Freeman, Dominic Gate, Ginny Kong and Gareth Ainsworth. Don't forget Rob Kuhig's in town this week. He's answering your questions live in the Caledonian suite before the Bristol City game. You can catch that on Wanderers TV or Wickham Sound or you can be there in person to ask a question. In the meantime, come on you Blues.